Hey, welcome to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm Asli Maslow, a brand coach, speaker, author, marketer, and the founder of Pretty AF and the Babble Boutique. I help entrepreneurs going from living paycheck to paycheck in a job they hate to thriving in a career and life they love. This is your place to learn from me and other entrepreneurs that are Pretty AF inside and out. We get into how to create income doing what you love while finding balance between your wellness, beauty, travel, and philanthropy. If you're ready to get inspired and have actionable steps to build the life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. The cost of investing is less than the cost of not. Mm -hmm. I kept thinking about the things that I potentially would have missed out on if I didn't invest versus if I did Three thousand dollars. I think my first, my very first like thing I bought was like eight hundred, mm-hmm. and it might have been like a month of coaching or something. Yeah. And I kept thinking, I can make this eight hundred dollars back. What I can't do is get their knowledge somewhere else. Hey, welcome back to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm your host Asley Maslow, and that clip was from today's guest, Jessica Ludlow. Jessica is a serial entrepreneur and a social media and sales coach. She is a wealth of knowledge and experience on what it takes to start, run, and scale an online business. Today, she shares what you need on your IG highlights, how to know if it's time to pivot your business, and her best pretty AF tips for business, beauty, and wellness. I love this episode, and I think I might have just met my new best friend. So without further ado, let's get into it. I am a sales and marketing coach. I help everyone scale their businesses through Instagram, among some other social media platforms to, you know, start living the life that we're all really meant to. But a little bit more about me is I'm a serial entrepreneur, to say the least. I started back my first business in uh, my freshman year as a college student. I was bored. You know, college was kind of whatever to me. And I started a chocolate business. So with this, I had a dairy allergy and I didn't eat chocolate for like four or five years, which sounds crazy. You're like, what? (laughs) Um, I don't even know how I did it. But with that being said, I couldn't eat chocolate. And I was like, okay, there's got to be more people that have this issue. So I started doing market research and then you start doing all of the things. And I created a chocolate business that was dairy-free, gluten-free, vegan, organic, you know, all the the things Mm -hmm. and was able to help such a unique market enjoy chocolate again and while it was great and I learned so much and we did pretty good with sales for a while it really tapered off and I was like okay something isn't right here and the answer in hindsight is I didn't truly find my target market I didn't Mm. find the people that really needed this product or service so that really made me take a pause and say okay let's backtrack and let's learn more about marketing and sales and what these needs really are and that's what I I got my degree in in understanding literally through YouTube through getting coaches through additional support and figuring out okay this is how you truly market so once I understood the true marketing process when it comes to social media and everything Mm. I had the opportunity to bring back my chocolate business But in all reality, I wasn't really passionate about it anymore. And with that being said, in this meantime, my dad and I had a foam rolling business. You know, like the exercise foam rollers that you Mm -hmm. work out with and things. After that, like 
it was like, okay, yeah, this is a cool business. Like we supplied to Amazon. We were doing amazing. However, again, it was like, I'm not passionate about <laughs> foam rollers. Like they're cool. They work. Okay. But beyond that, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't really care that much. And like, yeah, I was making money from them, but again, not what I want to be doing the rest of my life. Mm. So at that moment, I, I felt very kind of stuck and like, what do I want to do? And, and something pulled me towards virtual assisting. We were just talking about how we both were at Angie Lee's Pace to Be Brave event. Mm-hmm. And I met a lot of people through there, through the online space uh, who needed help or were working to grow their business. And I was like, I know everything when it comes to email marketing, sales, funnels, etc. blah, blah, blah. I want to help these people. So within two months, I booked out my clientele at 12 clients and went full time in, in doing that while I was still in university, mind you. So I was working full time, schooling full time. But again, I felt this, this thing in my stomach of saying, "Mm, I'm still made for more. Mm -hmm. And that's when I decided to dip into the coaching business where I am today. I realized I don't want to be people's back end of their business. I'd rather be the face of my own brand, which I was working on developing all along. So let's take that to the next level. So started that about two years ago. Again, have booked out clientele now and am able to help people on that much deeper level. Love it. When you started your first business, the chocolate business, how like until I had someone asked me like I was doing social media management for a company and I had one of their investors ask me to also work on one of their companies on the side and that's when I realized that I could like have my own business type of thing so when did you have that like light bulb or were you just always entrepreneurial or how did that kind of happen I think I've always been entrepreneurial. I've always been very money driven. I Mm -hmm. love um, how money works, like the flow of money. Like when you put out money, it always comes back to you. The idea of investing, the idea I've always been a leader in the sense that like I, I could lead a team in high school, whether it be with sports or through like student council, you know, like all of those types of things. Mm -hmm. And all along, I kind of, think that there was something embedded in me from a young age saying like I'm really good at doing my own thing and creating things yeah so another thing that I want to chat about is you seem to have pivoted four different times when you kind of realized you weren't happy anymore but what advice would you give to someone who was not sure if they should pivot or when to know if it's time to pivot if and how do you not feel bad I guess for like I picked the wrong thing because I always with my clients a lot of them they stall for so long because they want to make sure they pick the right thing but what what is your like feedback on that yeah so like you guys listening right now you're probably like wow this girl has just jumped all over the place like (laughs) does she actually like ever commit to anything and the first things first that I got to say here is that there's no wrong answer because everything is a journey. Like if you look at everything just being stepping stones to where you're 
quote-unquote end destination is, what whatever that is that truly makes you happy, you're, you're bound to learn along the way. Mm-hmm. So if you can look at everything from a learning experience rather than a failure, that's a huge perspective shift that will allow you to make decisions and take action sooner than later. But with that also being said, there is a time that I know we've all felt where you kind of feel like you're like, copping out you know you're like mm-hmm. "Ooh, this is getting hard I don't I don't actually believe in myself maybe I'll just take the easier road of quitting entrepreneurship and getting a nine-to-five or maybe go back to something that's more comfortable mm-hmm. and that's I think where you have to be a hundred percent honest with yourself it, which is again very difficult like it's much easier said than done in saying is this going to get me to my end goal of, again, whatever that is. And if not, okay, how can we stay on the path that we're in and on and shift our mindset to get us to those goals? Or maybe we need to shift our action plan rather than just taking that easy way out. Mm -hmm. It's really identifying what's the cop out and what's us being scared and we need to say yes and, and decide to actually act on. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely don't think having your own business is for everyone, but if it is for you, then it's, well, at least to me, it's really hard for me to like work for someone else. Like I just, it just makes me so unhappy. (laughs) Same, same. I had one internship. So I've been full-time since graduation. Like I'm finishing up my degree. So from graduation on, I'm full-time in my business, whatever. I had one internship Mm -hmm. that actually sucked like it was the worst it was you know corporate suits blah 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 like very corporate Mm. and it was very rigid and it didn't allow me to be myself yeah and anytime you're put in a box that doesn't allow you to be what you really want to be there's there's something that needs to change in that in my opinion Mm -hmm. so Your business that you're in now, you're a successful coach. So I know there's a lot of people that want to be coaches or they're trying to break into the space. What do you think separates successful coaches like yourself from ones that never see that success? That's a really, really good question. The first thing that I'm going to say that is going to be cliche, but it, (laughs) it honestly has changed the game for my business is getting a coach yourself. Now, let me explain why. You learn the questions to ask. You learn the questions not to ask. You learn how to better treat your client and Mm. get them the results that they want. Now, again, remember, you aren't in charge of your client's results. That's on them, yada, yada, yada. We could go down that entire talk. But there are certain questions to ask in, in a way to guide your client to get them results sooner than later. So when you're able to have a coach yourself and go through this process yourself, you you learn through the experience and you're able to then apply it to your client, which mm-hmm. then in turn is going to get them results. And then they're going to allow, or they're going to want to resign or they're going to want to stay with you as a coach, which then that only grows your success later down the road you Mm -hmm. think of like all the coaches that like there is a game of playing the long game in this the the coaches that have been around longer that are actually good Mm -hmm. have a really high 
client retention rate. It makes sense why they're making a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. And then the second part to your question, successful coaches versus non-successful coaches, is so that's more of like the treating your client side mm-hmm. is the marketing side. So again, I'm very marketing focused is do you have a good marketing plan? Do you have a plan that you are confident in? Are you on platforms that truly align with, again, your visions and your goals and make you excited to show up to every single day? Definitely. I think we're going to talk about more about this in a little bit, but when a lot of times when clients ask me like, well, should I be on Instagram or YouTube or what? A lot of times... My response is, well, where where are you going to actually show up on? Because that's wherever you're going to be consistent, you're probably going to be more successful than (laughs) you're just not showing up. And it's not only about showing up. Yes, Mm -hmm. you do hear a lot of people saying showing up and consistency wins in the end, but it's more than just that. It's making sure you're showing up in the right way. Mm-hmm. It's making sure you're showing up for your ideal client, for your audience, and giving them what they need to hear, not what you want to say, because yeah. there's a difference in that. Giving them what they what they need versus what you want, giving them what they need is you helping them through their pain points and getting to their pleasure points. It's helping them, for example, okay, here are three tips that will help you lose fat or that will help you reduce your binge eating versus here's what I want to say does this really relate to the current struggle she's sitting in Mm -hmm. no okay then maybe I don't need to say this right now or maybe I can wait until a different time to when it's actually going to be beneficial Mm -hmm. and let's focus on our audience right here right now that's the difference yeah I think that's a really good point if someone were asking you where they should show up what would you tell them if it was like a podcast blogging facebook twitter (laughs) yes yeah no literally any and all um there's so many these days similar to you it does yes i will agree wherever you're actually going to show up wherever you're most confident however from an analytical outside world like if you want a tactical piece any any platform with video Video is only projected to increase more and more and being like the primary source of media consumed Mm -hmm. by 2023. So that's only two years away. So by being able to say, if I'm good on video, I want to start YouTube or I want to be on video. Okay. Instagram reels, TikTok, any of those platforms get on them because the rate of attention is so cheap there. There's so much attention there mm-hmm. that you can get in front of your ideal clients. Yeah. I think especially whenever a new feature comes out, like Reels right now, like it's so easy to reach a larger audience versus using features that have been around for years. <laughs> Absolutely. Agreed. So I I was looking through your blog and I know you had a blog post on what personal brands should have on their Instagram highlights and I thought it was really helpful information. So I wanted you to share it again here. Yes, yes. So I actually have a blog on it and a YouTube video about it. So if you want the full rundown, be sure to check it out. But let's go through the basic ones. 
So if you were to have five, which I re recommend five at most, five to six at most, because no one spends their time scrolling through all of your Instagram highlights. Think about it. Do you do it yourself? No. Probably not. <laughs> so, first things first, an about you section, a place that can share where you've been and where you're going in your business and your personal brand and in, in your coaching. Second one is client testimonials. This is you humbly bragging about your client's results. And if the, the person wants more information, they're easily able to reach out to you. The next section, number three, is mini trainings, being able to provide quick value to them and saying, here are three tips to, again, I don't know, help you lose fat or grow your social media, whatever it might be. Four would be other media outlets you have to offer. So let's say they come to your page and they love what you have to offer. Do you have a podcast? Do you have a blog? Do you have a Facebook page they should go to? Or a YouTube channel? Can you put one other media outlet in this category that will give them a call to action to go consume more of your content? And then the last one that is always forgotten about is a highlight about your offer. Mm. Your Instagram is a storefront. It is a sales page to a certain degree. Do you talk about your signature group program like sophisticated sales is my signature group program and it's all about being able to sell more through instagram and social media platforms i have this as a highlight reel because when you go back to the client testimonials that's that's how all of my clients get the results mm -hmm. and if they want to too that's where they can learn more mm -hmm. right people forget about it all the time but like it's your offer you deserve to put it up there mm -hmm. yeah I run into a lot, even myself, like I feel like I'm on repeat sometimes, but then like, for example, this guy I went to high school with, we're still Facebook friends, and I kept seeing the same post like on his feed for like three weeks, and like I never looked at it, it was just like a weird image, and I was like, why does he keep post posting this? So finally after seeing it like 15 times, I finally actually like read what it said, and it said that he released a single, but like... I had never read it before that moment. So like, just because people are, you might see they saw your Instagram story or you have so many views or likes or whatever, it doesn't necessarily mean that they actually consumed whatever it is. So you have to repeat it over and over again. No, absolutely. Yeah. So don't be afraid to talk about any and all of that frequently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. that's how you build those like no and trust factors of people you want people to buy from you. Yeah. And I love that idea of putting that all in your highlights so that it's easy for someone new that finds you to instantly yes. know who you are, what you do, how you can help them, all that. Yes. And with highlights, if any of you listening are not aware, highlights come from your Instagram stories, but when you put them in the highlight section of your profile page, so they're there not for 24 hours, they're there for however long you decide to keep them there, up to like three years mm -hmm. so that again it's it's there for good yeah and I think I'm pretty sure on the analytics you can't see if someone's watched it right once it's a highlight no. so if you go and creep on someone they won't know <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go back to when you're talking about coaches and you're talking about how much 
having coaches has helped you. Can you kind of talk about the first coach that you decided to hire and kind of what came up for you when you were like about to invest in that? Like, what were you thinking? What made you decide to take that next step? Yeah, so for me, I'm someone who's very blunt with myself. And I told myself, I'm like, you're stuck. You don't know where to go. Like, these are the thoughts I'm having in my head of, I know what I want. Like, I, I want 5k plus months. I want all of these things but I don't know how to get there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel stuck. I'm doing something wrong. There's a missing piece. What are you going to do? You can watch a bunch of YouTube videos. Okay, you've already done that. You've, you're still stuck. Mm-hmm. You can ask for help from friends or whatever. Kind of did that a little. Yeah, they don't know anything. Okay, no. <laughs> but like, when you ask your family, no, they don't know. Okay, no. moving on. So it really came down to the point of an investment of $800 or $3,000 or $6,000. It's scary but it's also the cost of investing is less than the cost of not Mm -hmm. I kept thinking about the things that I potentially would have missed out on if I didn't invest versus if I did three thousand dollars I think my first my very first like thing I bought was like 800 Mm -hmm. and it might have been like a month of coaching or something and I kept thinking I can make this $800 back. What I can't do is get their knowledge somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And that's what excitingly made me pull the trigger and say, yes, let's do it. Because on the flip side, you could be doing it from a place of fear and being like, oh my God, no, like I, I, I need this. But it came from the place of this is the opportunity to get me from point A where I'm at now to point C, the goals that I really want to start achieving. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think coaches are just so huge because they get you, like you said, from point A to B so much faster. And without, you're basically skipping all the like struggle that they've been through. And I don't feel like, like now that I've had coaches, like right now I have three different coaches and I don't feel like I would ever not have a coach. <laughs> right. No, exactly. And with that being said, like maybe some of you listening have had a coach and maybe you haven't had a good experience. Mm. And trust me, I've also been there. And there's a couple things I want to say to that and ask ask the right questions. Like mm-hmm. you are the purchaser, right? You're the buyer. You get to ask what you want. Like be confident in in who you go with have them relate to you on some other level. Like I know with my clients, like I genuinely care about them and, and knowing about their family and about their lives and, and being more than just a client, but having that human level mm-hmm. and also looking at and working to not let your past project onto your future. Yeah. Just because you did have a bad coach or you did have a bad experience with a coach does not mean that is how every other coach is going to be. Mm-hmm. You bought a bad apple at the store. Are you never <laughs> going to buy apples again? Right. Because right, like when you break it down, that's literally minuscule in comparison, but it's the same principle. Mm-hmm. You don't let fear dictate your future. And I think that's a big thing that I try to practice, like what I preach. 
Hey, I just had to pop in here for a quick second. Are you a network marketer, coach, or entrepreneur? Do you struggle to stand out because there's just so many people that do exactly what you do? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If you want to stand out in the best way possible, you're going to need a killer personal brand. The first step in a killer personal brand is a brand kit. It's one of the first things I take my one-on-one -on -one brand coaching clients through. And for the first time ever, I'm teaching it for free in my branding masterclass. On December 12th at 10 a.m. PST, I'll walk you through creating your brand kit using the template I provide you. Get the link in the show notes or go to asleymaslow.com slash branding dash masterclass to register. And if you know you'll be busy during that time, sign up anyways. I'll send out a recording and you'll get the template to use. But if you can make it to the live, definitely do so, so I can answer any questions you have while you're creating your brand kit. I can't wait to see you then. Okay, back to the show. Yeah, I think a lot of people do that because even, like, I'm, in, I'm also in a couple different MLMs, and I see a lot of people that kind of the same thing, that they were in an MLM and their upline didn't really help them or they didn't, they ended up not liking how it's the company structured or whatever. So then all of a sudden they hate all MLMs. And I'm like, just because like this one time wasn't successful for you doesn't mean that one, it's not actually successful for other people. And two, that doesn't mean that in the future you can't be successful. With anything, it really just breaks down to the point of recognizing where that thought is coming from and mm -hmm. thinking, okay, does this actually serve me or not? And if not, let's like choose and we get to actively make the decision to think a different thought. Yeah, yeah. I think that's huge and something that coaches really do help you with figure out like my coach Allie she started as my just my fitness coach and then she moved on to also doing business coaching so she's kind of both for me now but whenever something's like stopping me and she can tell like she just like keeps asking questions till we figure out like what is <laughs> yes the power of asking questions is is huge in coaching mm -hmm. and that's exactly why going back to like the original reason why we brought this up of like, if you can understand the questions to ask as a coach yourself, mm -hmm. like what stands out from the successful to the unsuccessful ones, that's going to dictate a lot of your client's success, which is then going to help not only your clients more, but you grow your business more. Mm -hmm. I know you said that you wanted to really do something that you cared more about how did you end up on being a one-on-one -on -one coach doing group coaching and I know you have courses as well I think so how did you kind of end up on those things and know that that was the right thing for now at least right that's really interesting that you asked because I think the biggest answer I have is I saw other people doing it and I was like that's really cool. I want to do it too. Mm. So almost comparison, but in a positive way, a lot of my clients when I was virtual assisting were coaches. 
So I saw their back ends. I saw how much money they were making. I saw the clients that they had and the transformations they were helping them get. And it kind of came to the point of being like, they're, they're no different than I am. Like I know most of what they know. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Do I need to learn more? Yes. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Work on that. But like, I want to do that too. And I want to empower people to do what really makes them happy in life too. Like I genuinely believe that life was meant to not sit behind a desk or to not be spending 40 hours a week doing something you hate. Yeah. So why can't I take that core value in myself? Mm-hmm. Like that's like my personal mission statement and help others achieve that too. And that's something that I truly am so passionate about. And I think a big difference that I see with you is that I feel like you seem to have always had instilled in you that money comes easily and it's like fun to make and that it's like an energy exchange and something to enjoy and that you also like don't believe you have to have this job that you hate and all those things because I was brought up like you can do whatever you want and you should do whatever makes you happy but like I was also always around, like, a lot of struggle financially. So it took a long time to get to the point that it was, like, that mindset shift. So I feel like for you to have that so naturally, you're probably really good at helping your clients get through those mindsets. Yeah, it's actually – I love you for saying that. (laughs) It actually didn't come naturally. Oh, really? scenario I'll go back to a nine-to-five because people always say to me like well what if your business fails and I'm like okay well I'm not just gonna like quit like if worse comes to worse I'll go back to a nine-to-five and I'll keep working on it. <laughs> like right it's like the world is not gonna end like yeah. even you listening right now if you're in a nine-to-five and you're like I want to quit but what it what's seriously the worst case scenario you go back to your current situation of being in a nine-to-five like yeah is that life or death like is that so scary like yes don't get me wrong there is a fear of the unknown there's fear behind that like take this with a grain of salt to a certain degree like there are real fears behind this that and not even I'm immune to this 
But at the same time, worst case scenario isn't that bad. And then looking at the chance of that worst case scenario happening is probably very, very low. Mm -hmm. So, yes, 100% agree. (laughs) And I, I think especially once you start doing it and you're doing something that you actually love and you're making so much more money than you did at the nine to five, then it's like, okay, I can't (laughs) go back unless I like have to. Exactly. But another thing you brought up was seeing other people do something and then realizing that you can do it too. And I think that to me for a long time, like I wanted to be a speaker, but I saw people speaking so much further ahead of me. And I was just like, well, how am I ever going to get to that point? Like, it just seems so far away. And we were talking earlier about Angie Lee's Pays to be Brave. We didn't actually meet each other at it, but we were both there. <laughs> and at the event, a lot of those speakers weren't super known people and I felt like there were only a couple steps ahead of me so that made me see like okay I just need to do like this this and this and then I'll be at the same level they are and I can do what they're doing right now which is what I want to do and literally a year after that I spoke at my first event so (laughs) I think my point in all this is a lot of people feeling like they're not ready to do something but if you take those steps then like you don't know who you're inspiring to also take those steps because seeing someone that is just starting out or is like a couple years in can be the difference for someone that's scared to start to see you do it it's like it can show them that like it's possible for them too right And also recognizing, again, I'm a little bit of a blunt person, so, like, I gotta watch how I say this, but just (laughs) the aspect of, like, okay, yes, you're special and unique in your own way, or, like, like everyone is, right? Mm -hmm. But in some regard, like, the, the people on the stages, Oprah, blah, 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 they're all people, too. Like, they're not that special. Like, if they did it, you can do it. Like, it's very, just, like, in my head, like, very matter of fact, like, well, if they did it, like, mm-hmm. why can't I? Like, okay, I might need to work a little harder. I might need to make some more videos. I might need to work on my speaking. I might have to do whatever. But if they did it and I have the drive and the work ethic and, and the determination, why can't I do it too? Yeah, yeah. And same goes for you guys. Whatever it is in, in your business or in life that you want, like, mm-hmm. see someone who's doing it and compare yourself in a positive way and say, Hey, they're doing it. I can too. Yeah, that's like, I know some people will see someone, like one of my clients said to me the other day, she was like, well, this girl is like so far ahead of me. Like she's already doing this, this, and this. But one, like to me, that just shows that it is possible because that girl started with nothing and now she's done all this. But also just because there's another person in your niche. I feel like your who you are and like your values and your personality and all that is why someone usually actually ends up working with you. So it doesn't really matter that there's like a million other whatever coaches. The people that are meant to work with you are still going to work with you regardless. 100% agree. 
it comes down to your personality, your brand, how you talk, your values, your morals, where you're from, how you show up, the things you have in common. Mm. That says your your genuineness and who you are as a person. And that's sometimes what scares people from putting themselves truly out there because you're saying like, well, what if I'm not good enough and then I get like rejected? Yeah. But also, no, no, no. That that's That's literally why you are good enough. That's why people do want to work with you. Let's not worry about rejection. If that happens, we'll discuss that and deal with that later. Yeah. But right now, let's focus on, like, the fact that you have amazing gifts and there's people that need them. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I don't, I think it might be Marie Forleo that always says that. But she says it's, like, it's basically selfish not to help people when, like, you have the things that could help them and move them along more quickly. Like, and you're holding it back because of your own personal disbelief or whatever like in reality you're being selfish (laughs) you're not right like (laughs) if you want to get spiritual god or the universe i believe gave you that drive gave you that gift of speaking gave Mm. you the ability to have the knowledge to be a fitness coach whatever it is for you to be able to help people so Mm. if you're stuck with the fear of selling it doesn't come down to that. It's yeah. it's a point of, okay, it's an exchange of dollars for a service, just as it's an exchange for someone to clean your house for dollars. Mm-hmm. It's just a bigger transformation or a more personal transformation. Yeah. On selling, I know that selling in the DMs is a big thing now. A lot of people, I feel like, have kind of messed it up that (laughs) people have a negative association with it so what are your tips to go about selling in it in the dms that works and doesn't feel gross yeah yeah so we go through this a lot in my sophisticated sales program but one thing that i will touch on is when you build real relationships and when you build people like build relationships with the intent to just genuinely care about them. Mm. It goes a lot further than you just sliding into the DMs and saying whatever. Yeah. Okay. So I want to get into your best pre-AF tips. So what is your number one tip for business? So, okay. For this business, I had to think about these for a minute. (laughs) For business I would say photo shoot for me so this is like more like what makes me feel PAF I would say a photo shoot that is super on brand that makes you just feel like a boss it's it's always so hard to hit post on the Instagram photo Mm. or the the post when you're not confident in the image or if you're like I wish my hair was different or whatever and while there's stuff in that you could unravel if you're, you're perfect just the way you are if you have a set of photos that Mm. make you feel unstoppable and help you gain authority it's Mm. gonna go a long freaking way yeah definitely and we're gonna put in the show notes like all your links and stuff but your website and your instagram like all your pictures are so on brand and so cute so definitely look at them (laughs) yeah it makes it makes me excited to show up like it's who I am like that those pictures are me like genuinely like what would I want to wear on like a high vibe day Mm. how do I want to feel what do I feel like like what does my best self feel like it's that yeah 
and that's what I show up for on the podcast, on client calls, in my day-to-day life to the best I can, you know? Definitely. So what is your number one beauty tip? So, again, I had to think about this one. When it comes down to beauty, I initially, like anyone, think externally, but I wanted to take a different lens and make it go internally because my initial thought was like makeup when I was like, I no jack squat about makeup so let's focus on something else (laughs) and one thing that I look at at beauty is personalities people's Mm. personalities and the best way to keep my personality alive and bubbly and exciting and me is through journaling or through my night routine Mm. so by dewinding by lighting candles by I wish I had a bubble bath I would take those every day but like by relaxing and and gathering my thoughts and my personality and like giving gratitude all through my journal along with positive affirmations that's how I keep my personality that I feel makes me beautiful yeah love it because that that kind of goes back to stepping into your high vibe self you can't really do that if you're not pouring into yourself Absolutely. So last Pretty AF tip, what is your number one wellness tip? Move your body. For me, it's I go to the gym five plus days a week. I'm, I do 30 minutes of movement a day, whether it's a long walk. The creativity, the energy you get from it, again, it just makes me feel so good mm-hmm. that even when I don't feel like it, a workout always puts me in a better mood. Mm-hmm. So that, that's mine. One of my mentors is Shalene Johnson, and she always says, only work out on the days that you want to be in a good mood. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, she's awesome. <laughs> so how can people find you, work with you? I kind of want you to go into a little more detail about the different programs that you offer and kind of what's involved in those. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, seriously, come hang out with me on Instagram at I am Jessica Ludlow. Like she said, she'll probably put all the links in the show notes, but that is where I primarily hang out most. And then in addition, I do have a podcast myself. It's called Entrepreneur Radio. It talks about all the highs and lows of entrepreneurship um, and how you can scale your brand using social media. So definitely come hang out with me over there. But as for my programs, Sophisticated Sales is my number one best-selling group coaching program, and this is all from the aspect if you are a beginner seller or an intermediate seller and you want to go hit 5K months, go beyond 5K months, it's really the step-by-step framework that helps you understand how your audience actually buys. So Sophisticated Sales is very much all about how can you understand your ideal client and creating a pathway for her to want to buy from you and then want to work with you long-term so that you can have multiple 5K months in a row and beyond. So definitely check that out if you are interested as well. Does that like open and close? Is it always open? Yes, it is opening in December. So perfect timing during this podcast. Awesome. And then you also do one-on-one coaching? I do do one-on-one coaching. So if you're looking for more personal ways and a real customized plan to you and your business working through 
the limiting beliefs, working through the strategy, working through that roadmap, the, that journey on a one-on-one level, mm-hmm. I offer that as well. Awesome. Is there anything else that you wanted to share? Any tips that you didn't get to share yet? No, we covered so much and I seriously <laughs> loved every part of this conversation. Oh, yay. Yeah, I think it was really helpful and I feel like we're going to be new besties. <laughs> yeah, I really did enjoy this. <laughs> so this is the last question that I ask every guest. What does being pretty AF mean to you? Showing up exactly as you. Like staying true to who you are and, and owning it. Wow, thank you, Jessica, so much for sharing all that with us, telling us a little more about your story. I love sitting down and chatting with you on Zoom. And if you're interested, go check out the show notes. Her Instagram is there. Her website's there. Everything's there. So check that out and thank you so much for taking this time for yourself and listening to the pretty af podcast thank you for taking this time for yourself to get one step closer to a life you love if you love this episode it would mean the world to me if you left me a review on itunes or whatever you're listening on tell me what you want to hear more of or your favorite parts of the episode until next time i'm ozzy maslow lots of love and don't forget you're pretty af